Let's give God a great hand praise around this house. While you're clapping those hands, you need to go ahead and open your mouth and shout unto God with a voice of triumph tonight. Come on, you can do better than that. I'm not talking about just formality. David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. He said, his praise shall continually. my mouth he said my soul should make her boast in the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together sometimes we're waiting to see what the preacher what God's going to do next but sometimes God is waiting for you to see what you are going to do next I'm going to say it again. Sometimes we're waiting to see what God's going to do next. Sometimes God's waiting to see what you are going to do next. I want to help somebody dig a little deeper. Sometimes we're waiting to see what God or what the preacher is going to do next. But sometimes God's waiting to see what you're going to do next. If you want to see fire, you got to put something on an altar. Come on, you! if you want to see fire, you've got to put something on the altar. It goes beyond the filling. I want you to resist the urge of just doing what your neighbor's doing. Sometimes we're waiting to see what God's going to do next. And God's waiting to see what you're going to do next. Can you stay in the pocket long enough? Can you stay in that vein long enough? Can you stay in that flow long enough? I'm talking about something with some depth. I'm talking about something with some depth. Come on, never let your excitement to see what God's going to do will be more greater than your obedience to what God's telling you to do. Oh God. I'm talking about a depth. Come on, exercise. Come on, as if you were in your prayer closet at home. As if you were in your living room at home. You know how to get a hold of them. Oh, yeah. 
Come on, that's it. While you're worshiping, while you're praising him, I want you to release your faith to him. However you want to do this thing, I want to, I want to be sensitive to you. that goes beyond the chords that if the music quit playing in the background you'd still be going why because you're not flowing with a chord you're flowing with the spirit I'm talking about a depth that goes beyond just depending upon someone else being anointed you gotta get anointed come on in the name of Jesus you got to get anointed because when you do that, you'll get into a pocket where God will start talking to you. You get into a pocket when God will start giving you instructions. You'll get into a pocket that what you've been looking for God to speak to you through his word, he'll speak to you through a moment just like this. You'll get into a pocket that what you're waiting for God to do at the altar call, he'll do it right now.
when I step in the prayer, when I step into the spirit, or as I'm pursuing the spirit of God or the flow of God, there is a there's a discretion an awareness that I have where I understand that I'm not entering in because I just want to be stirred sensationally not entering in because I just want I just want to feel God It depends on if I'm going after him because I feel pressed. And then there's that place where God just kind of draws you. And when you're engaging God, there are rules to engagement. So the thing is, you're not just trying to enter in just for something shallow. But there's a perfect will. There's a perfect plan. There are things that he's going to need out of you. And there are things that you need out of him. And all it takes is just one mishap that can send you on a rabbit trail far from the direction you were intending to go. I am persuaded that God has a way and God has a plan. Modern Christianity allows us to be excited with no connection to the place where the climax of the meeting is based upon a thrill a jolt a burst of energy where all of us feel it at one time when we feel the presence of God moves in an excitement that I would say is more greater than the excitement of him being in us an excitement that moves the hearts of people because they can feel his presence on the outside. But we can so easily ignore his presence on the inside. It is a better position to know that he is in here than to just know that he's out here. 
Because every move of God begins with someone letting him move in here. But as we come together in modern day Christianity, we live for feeling him out here. There are people that boast in the fact that you can feel God in our church. But I tell you that you should not have to feel him out here. For him to be effective. Because the effectiveness of what God does is because he abides in here. There is a potential every morning that you wake up. There's a potential to every gathering that we have. And the potential oftentimes is limited to your awareness of what God is and who God is. Scripture declares, he that cometh to God must believe. What do you mean? It's mandatory. It is not optional. It is not believe in him today, but not believe in him tomorrow. There is a potential that can be reached in this house. I'm not talking about next week. Not talking about next month. I'm not talking about over a span of time. I'm talking about right now. We look at tomorrow because we have no faith to believe him for right now. Because when you're used to not hitting the potential, instead of taking responsibility for why the potential was not met, it is easier to come up with some sort of philosophical view on why or why not God didn't do it. Scripture says, let no man spoil you through vain philosophy. There is a potential that can be reached in this house tonight. Where you step into a realm where you take the cap off of what God is capable of doing in one moment off of your mind and off of your heart. 
a gathering where you come together. And you say, I'm not going to play it safe when it comes down to releasing faith. I take the cap off. I take the cap off. I've removed myself from any fault, any thought, any distraction that would try to detour me from the potential. See, what is impossible with man is possible with God. You resist the urge of making God's potential. You resist the urge of making your potential God's potential. What do you mean? I'm not going to subject God to what I'm capable of doing. I'm going to release God to do what he is capable of doing. He is in this house. We're stepping into a place where your excitement alone can be a deterrent for what God is capable of doing. Because you don't have to feel it in order to receive it. Faith is not in the feeling. Faith is in the hearing and in the doing of what you have heard God said he is capable of doing. Faith is a response to what God said. You say you have faith. Show me your works. When you step into the pocket, when you step into that pocket, you step into a place where you resist the urge of bringing anything in that pocket that God is not the author of. It is not what goes into a man that defiles him. But it's what comes out of that man. That's what defiles the man. The Bible says that the day that iniquity was not found in the atmosphere. But iniquity was found in the heart of Lucifer. God moved Lucifer out of his presence. What moves God's presence is not what's outside of you. But what moves the presence of God is what's on the inside of you. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But if you've got faith, and you will harness that faith in the pocket, you will see God do exceeding 
and abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that don't work on the outside of you, but the power that works on the inside of you. God is looking for someone that will not try to cultivate an atmosphere out here, but will cultivate an atmosphere in here. Because it's not greater as he that is out here, but greater as he that is in you than he that's in the world. If you can harness it in here, you can do anything out there. If you can have a move of God in here, you can shake and move everything out there. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? It's in the pocket. It's in the pocket. Do you understand? That you have arrived to a place that's holy. Moses. Moses. Moses turns and sees that the bush is burning but not consumed. He finds where God is. You can be the person that's all over the place just because you're shouting and you're dancing. You can shout in the pocket and you can shout out the pocket. But when you find that flow, when you find that draw, when you find the position that God is putting the blessing in. Sometimes we want God to get in our position. But sometimes God is looking for you to get into his position. Not trying to get God to bless where you're at. But to get into the place where God is blessing that. And if you can find that pocket. You move no longer with just excitement, but you move with skill. You move with, 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 with faith. You move for mastery. Because you're not beating in the air. You're hitting your target. You're hitting your target. What do you mean? I'm talking about something where you're not the orchestrator. But you're looking for the orchestration and the direction of God. I need you to lead me in this pocket. I'm going to pray. But I need your guidance while I'm praying. I'm going to praise you, but I need your guidance while I'm praising you. I'm going to worship you, but I need your guidance while I'm worshiping you.
I want you to be the orchestrator of what I sing next. I want you to be the orchestrator of what I clap next. I want you to be the orchestrator of what I'm dancing next. I want the leading of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because if I can get his leading in the pocket, he can shake everything on the outside of the pocket. There's a potential in this meeting that can be met. But God is looking for full cooperation. You can have church and never be in the pocket. But if you want a continuous ongoing sovereign move of God you've got to learn how to occupy that pocket there's a potential in this meeting that can be met But I want you to get your faith outside of your mental pocket. I want you to stretch your faith right now. Stop. I'm not saying stretch your faith. Some of us are praying because you're looking for a feeling to give you the permission to have faith. There's some people that won't believe God unless they feel themselves. Your faith doesn't come by your feeling. Your faith comes by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. You don't consult with your feelings before you have faith. You consult with his word. And that's the faith he's looking for. That's the faith that will move a mountain. That's the faith that will bring down strongholds. That's the faith. It gets the attention. Of God. Because see faith. Is not just about. God getting your attention. Faith is about you getting God's attention. Because just because you can feel his presence. Doesn't mean he's signing off. On everything that you say in his presence. He doesn't sign off what you say in his presence. He signs off what he is the author of. What do you mean? He's not going to submit himself to the words of man. He esteems his own word. 
even above his own name. So I have to resist the urge of bringing what I think and what I want and step into an arena of what God is able and capable of doing. Now it's in this arena where not only is God looking for someone to honor him according to what he is capable and able to do, but will not bring into that pocket what people around you may feel like he's not able and capable of doing. You cannot serve two masters. Either you're going to believe God or you're going to believe man. You're either going to submit yourself to God or you're going to submit yourself to the thoughts and ideology of man. But there is a potential in this place. With a potential like this, anything can happen. He's able to do exceeding and abundant above see in the pocket you move from the sum and you step into the all he's not just able to do some things he's able to do all things I believe I trust you You step into this place and there's an awareness that God is in control. You shut off all distraction even to the place where you become aggressive with any thought of intrusion that wants to intrude on the capabilities of God. Because I'm not trying to bring God what I want. Faith is about bringing God what he wants. My faith is not to get God in obedience to what I want. My faith is about me being in obedience to what God wants. He wants you whole. He wants you free from all sin. See the thoughts of the people outside of the pocket says you will always be an addict. But on the inside of the pocket there's a place where it says, if any man be in Christ, 
He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And all things are made new. Your bondage is on the outside of the bucket. But your liberty to obey God is on the inside of the bucket. Not just in the pocket, but I've got to stay because it's easy to get in. It's even easier to get out. Lucifer had something in his heart and it kicked him out. One moment. It wasn't just something that just sat there over a season. It was just something that came into his heart at that moment. The Bible declares that the very thought of foolishness is sin. The moment that the thought comes into your heart. God said the very thought of foolishness is sin. If you can govern your thoughts, then you can govern some of the thoughts that the adversary will try to bring to your table. Casting down every imagination that exalts itself against the thought of God. What do you mean, Brother Her? I'm saying that in the pocket, your obedience and your desire to stand for what God wants, I'm telling you, there's a potential that comes with every time you come together. Whether it's 200 of you, whether it's 700 of you, whether it's one of you, or whether it's two or three of you. You don't need big numbers to match a big potential. All you need is a big commitment to seeing the potential of God made manifest. And when you do that, then anything happens. I resist the urge of subtracting. I resist the urge of allowing what I believe God for to be controlled by how I might feel if God doesn't do what I ask God to do. You see, 
you step into a place where I trust you. That's the only thought that governs the spirit realm. What thought? God's word. God's word is what controls the arena of the spirit realm. The pocket that you're in and what you're trying to get made manifest in this realm is because of what he is blessing and doing in his realm. Whatever you bind on earth, I will bind in heaven. There's no if in that. But if you bring the if to the pocket, the confusion that comes will cripple your faith and make it unproductive. See, the thing is, in the pocket, you trust only God. God says, I will deliver you. You don't measure deliverance. You don't measure the size of the issue. Why? Because the size of your God is immeasurable. He cannot be housed in something so small. What do you mean? You say, well, he lives in me. That's not the only place he lives. You cannot contain God. You cannot isolate him to a particular place. God is everywhere at one time. God says, Whatever you bind on earth, I will bind in heaven. How does this work? I have protected the place. And when someone speaks something to you that is without faith, you become insulted. You get rid of your vain philosophy of God just helps those that help themselves. You get rid of your vain philosophy of sometimes you just got to use wisdom. You get rid of your vain philosophy of you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. You can't bring philosophy in the pocket. And maybe that's why God chose the foolishness of preaching to confound the wise. 
You can either settle for the foolish thought or you can respond to the foolishness of preaching. But I'd rather be a fool for Jesus than a fool for this world. Because one foolishness brings destruction. The other foolishness brings deliverance. It might look foolish right now, but just let Jesus work because a miracle's going to happen. It might look foolish right now, but watch God work a miracle. It might be foolish right now. I'm just laying the groundwork. I'm just a forerunner. I'm just preparing the table for what God's going to do next. The potential of this meeting is here. But I can even feel right now that what you're believing and your ability to release God, not restrict God, but release him to do what he's capable of doing, I feel that thing lifting. I get rid of what other people think. In the pocket, there is no rejection. But see, when you come to the pocket with doubt, you're preparing to be rejected of God, which lowers the ceiling. But can I tell you that God doesn't need you to lower this thing. God needs you to raise the roof a little bit. God is looking for someone. He says, God, I believe. I believe that you, that you're going to do this. I'm not going to Submit myself to what you think or what they think is foolish. I know what the foolishness of preaching is capable of doing. Paul made a statement. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. See, the thing is, you don't have to be ashamed of what you believe in God for. You know how many people try to get a miracle but can't because they are ashamed of their faith? Let's start right there. Said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you 
before my father. To deny him is to be ashamed of him. There's some where we fight believing God for the potential because we are ashamed of what people think about my dependence upon God. See, this world hates it when God is your everything. But is there somebody that's not ashamed to say, God, you're my doctor. God, you're my healer. God, you're my attorney. God, you're my deliverer. God, you're my king. God, you're my strength. You're my hope. You're my strong tower. You're my king. You're my help. You're my everything. Know how many times there are people that are believing God, God's gonna do this thing, and they're afraid because people are concerned about how they're going to come to God. You know, there's some people that when you've got a big problem that may be too big for their faith. They get offended when you come as though it's not too big for God. You don't allow the opinions of other people to enter into the pocket. The Bible declares, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. Church, you've got to come to a place where you do not allow everybody in your secret place. This place is between me and God. You can come to my house. You can get in my car. You can drive down the street with me. You can come to my church. But this place is reserved for me and God. Don't you tell me what to do with my faith. Don't you tell me how to walk in faith. The Bible says if a man have faith, have it to himself. Don't you tell me how to have faith in God. If I decide to believe God for something bigger than what you can believe God for, don't you try to make me smaller. Because I did not come up with that potential. He put it in you to believe it and to harness it and to protect it. I believe God. I don't just believe what he said. I believe he will 
do exactly what he said. Will you believe God? God says, I'm coming back in the winter. There's no point of me looking for the summer. But if you are so submitted to the thoughts of people that are around you and the deceitfulness that's in the atmosphere. If you're so submitted to the thoughts of what people think God is not capable of doing, then you'll say that you're looking for him in the winter, but you're not really looking for him at all. Because when you hear the word, people that believe it and receive it actually do it. Them that don't deceive themselves. God is still a miracle worker. I don't have to pump you up to believe it. Not looking for excitement. You can have church and not be productive. You can have church and not make the connection. You can have great church and not please God. But church... I want to go beyond just the formality of praise and worship. There is a potential. And the potential being met has a lot to do with our response and our obedience. To allowing God to do what he wants to do next with our cooperation. You mean that goes beyond just saying, I'm going to believe God and just sit there. See, you just don't sit there in the pocket and do nothing. See him in the pocket. He's going to tell you to work. There's something that you've got to do. You cannot say you've got faith in the pocket, but you have no works to go with your faith. God says, I'm coming back in the winter. then I should see you packing your bags in the fall. I should see a for sale house. No, not a for sale house. Just like, yeah, you can have it. (laughs) 
because I'm getting ready to see God do this thing. The world hates it when they see someone that's waiting on God. They hate to see you say, what's your name, what's your name sister? Kimmy. Sister Kimmy. Is that you that was in the accident down the street from here? Cut off all the traffic. I was getting ready to go out to dinner and the GPS rerouted me. <laughs> Somebody's like, man, that's so insensitive. That's not what my, let's just move forward, Kimmy. We thank God that she's still alive. The doctor didn't do that. The paramedics didn't do that. You can tear the car up, but you can't have her soul. You can total her vehicle, but you can't total her mind. You can't total her body. That tabernacle belongs to me. She might not have no use for that t- for that vehicle, but I got use for that tabernacle. I got a work to do in that tabernacle. Somebody say, I've got faith. No. I don't even want you to say you've got faith. I want you to say, I've got a word. I want you to say, I've got a word from God. Church, we've got to get back to a place where we're not afraid to tell the world, I've got a word from God. Some of you didn't die in 2020. And people said, why aren't you scared? You probably told them, I got a word from God. The Bible calls him true and faithful. See, when you're on the job and they say, aren't you scared? You'd be like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little, you know, because you done became so, you know, you're blending now. Oh, yeah. You're blending now. So now you're trying to say it in a way that you're not super spiritual. 
you don't want people to think that you're crazy. Oh, I'm crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm crazy. I'm subject to do some things uh, that don't make no sense at all. I'm subject to go some places uh, that you would never go. I'm subject to do some things uh, that you will never do. We are not the same. I mean, Jesus shows up walking on water. What kind of sense does that make? Makes no sense at all. Quit trying to make sense and make faith. You need to get back to saying. Somebody says, you know, what what are you going to do with this and that? You need to be bold. Oh, honey, I ain't worried about that. I done heard from God. Oh, you one of those God people. Yes, I am one of those God people. You keep fooling around with me, you're going to be one of these God people. Because the only reason why God got me on the job is not to get a paycheck, but to make sure you meet him and make sure you make it to heaven. This don't pay my bills. My God pays my bills. The Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. If you can be bold in the pocket, you can be bold out of the pocket. Be bold with those that stand outside of the pocket. Don't have to be afraid. As a matter of fact, that actually is a work that adds more fuel to the fire. When, when, you, when you play it safe and you're so subtle because you don't want to be looked at as a super spiritual person. Listen, when somebody's dead, dying on, in their sick bed, they ain't looking for a super carnal person. They want somebody super spiritual. The reason why they're looking at you funny right now is because it looks like everything's going good for them. You have to be a light. You gotta quit hiding your light under a bush and set it upon a candlestick and light up the city. There's a potential. But God's looking for somebody that's not gonna play it safe. That's not responding with a just in case he don't do it. I'm talking about not raising the roof. I'm talking about destroying it. 
You don't need a ceiling when God is your covering. You don't need a ceiling when God's your covering. Man prays with his head covered. He dishonors his head. The head of the man is what? Christ. It's dishonoring towards Christ to have a ceiling. Nothing in this world was ever meant to be your covering. God is your covering. God is the one that determines what is possible and what is impossible. But he says, through me, but what happens when you've got a ceiling over you? You're wanting God to honor the ceiling. God says, I don't want to honor the ceiling. I want to destroy it. Because if you have a ceiling, what happens is, is that you not only leave this place, but you take the ceiling with you. You have a ceiling in your home. You have a ceiling on your job. And this world needs somebody that don't have a ceiling. They need somebody that's got a covering. I believe God. I don't have to know how he's going to do it. I just know he's going to do it. It's like, did you ask God before you went and prayed out? Prayed for the blind person? No? Did you ask God before you went and prayed for the person that child is messed up mentally? No? Well, if you would have been spiritual enough, you would have got his permission. And he would have told you it wasn't going to work. Where'd you get that at? First book of Jerome, chapter 52. God's already commissioned you. He said, I send you forth. See, God's not a micromanager.
He's just giving you the authority to manage what he micro. You are the enforcer. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? It should be that Philistines get nervous when you walk into the picture. It should be things that are uncircumcised. Things that have no covenant with God that are in the camp. It should be that you don't just drive by and just be like, Okay, well, oh well, not my battle. It's not. It should disturb you. It should be you walking back and forth in the altar like, I just, I just can't, I just can't accept this. This person been coming for three months and he ain't got the Holy Ghost yet. This person's been coming for three years and, and, and they're still blind. I can't just settle with this. Don't accept what God said, kill. You're not called to cohabitate with things that Jesus shed his blood for. You're not called to cohabitate with things that Jesus said, by my stripes you're healed of. And neither should you want someone just to accept it. What do you mean? I believe God has a potential that could be met with you. With your family. Brother Middleton, stand up. Would you lift your hands? Stretch your hands. This day, I don't know what's going on, but when you walked out of the pulpit, and I asked you, I said, are you all right? I don't know what's going on in your body, but I see an infirmity in your body that would like to give you a stroke. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what type of numbers that are off. I saw something in your body that would like, that, that's working to a place that would want to give you a stroke. But this day, by the power and the authority that is in the name of Jesus, we cancel it right now. I speak healing to your body this day by the power that is in the name of Jesus. I command you to be whole in the name of Jesus. I command his blood. I command his brain, I command his heart, I command everything in his body to function properly by the power and the authority that is in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every curse in the name of Jesus. I pray God that you would help him to release what's yours. Help him not to carry weight that you did not call him to carry. I pray, Lord, for a peace over his mind. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. 
in the name of Jesus. We take authority right now. I command you to be whole. I rebuke every infirmity and attack of the enemy that's been sent your direction. In the name of Jesus. Somebody in this room has to take the ceiling off. Somebody in this room needs to say, the potential is going to be met. Somebody in this room needs to say, this thing is going to break. what you're seeing me do you're seeing me obey God you're seeing me step out and obey God the potential will not be met watching me obey God the potential will be met when you step out and you obey God come on come on potential You've got to get in the pocket. And I don't need 20 people around one person. Come on. In the name of Jesus. My sister with the lime green dress on or the skirt. Come on, that's it. To lift your hands. My sister, would you raise your hands? I don't know who you are. The Lord said, I know that your focus right now is processing what is gone. Processing things that are gone. But the Lord says, I want you to settle within your heart what remains. Who remains? He told me to tell you this day, he said he is peace 
that will surpass all of your understanding. You did what you could do. And right now you've been li living in the level of guilt, depression, because you're trying to take responsibility for the things that somebody else has done. But you've done what you can do. But what God's going to do in you is not finished. You're depressed, but you're not going to die in this. It's almost like the enemy wants you to just go ahead and just, you're like, it would just be easier if you just didn't wake up in the morning. But can I tell you that God wants to wake you up to show you his mercy. There's going to be glory after this. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to stretch your hands towards her right now. Come on, I pray for deliverance. Come on, I pray for breakthrough. Come on. I know you said, Lord, not another funeral. But God said, I'm going to kill. He said, I'm going to kill what's trying to kill you. Come on, in the name of Jesus, you're going to live and not die. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. Come on, his deliverance is here. His healing is here. What the adversary has done through time. That's it, come on. You got to get in the pocket, church. Not blend in with those that are getting in their pocket. You've got to find the pocket for yourself. Come on, because if you get in the pocket, your family will get in the pocket. Come on. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. Come on. Got to get in the pocket. You've got to get in the pocket. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. You got to get in the pocket. Come on. 
that is in the name of Jesus. Come on. In the name of Jesus. You got you to gotta, you gotta get to the pocket. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on. You can either... You can either connect with your feelings, come on, or you can connect with his will. You can either be satisfied for just feeling the presence of God or not be content until the presence of God is flowing through you and is moving and shifting things in your life. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. You got to get a little aggressive. You can't play it safe in the pocket. Come on, it's in the pocket where you go for broke. in the name of Jesus come on in the name of Jesus you need somebody to pray for you they ain't prayed yet come on come to this altar you gotta get in the pocket take the cap off of it take the ceiling off 
and believe God for the impossible. I won't leave here until it happens. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You don't have to look for it to happen. You know it's going to happen. You're not praying to see if he does it. You're praying because you know he's going to do it. You're not taking authority over it to see if he'll move it. You speak to the mountain because you know it's going to move. Not just because you have faith. But first, because you got a word from God. By the power and the authority that's in the name of Jesus. We release deliverance over this house. In the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus come on that's it in the name of Jesus come on that's it in the name of Jesus come on in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Jesus. 